Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We have been looking for quite a period of time now on the statement that the Lord tells us throughout Scripture to do not fear. Do not fear. And so you see that manifested in several different ways, that statement and the way that he uh, is explaining things. We also see some uh, other phraseology related to that. He says, do not fear. But then he does tell us to fear the Lord. Okay, to fear the Lord. And then he also tells us what's going to happen to people who do not fear the Lord. So you can have that phrase, do not fear. And it means that declarative, okay, do not fear what's happening. I'm with you. Also, it can mean uh, something related to those that do not fear the Lord. Let me give you an example of that. This is out of Malachi. Okay, Malachi chapter 3, verse 1 says this. Behold, I'm going to send my messenger, and he will clear the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple. And the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight, behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. So uh, the Lord is revealing the prophet. And the prophet's telling us, and Malachi was the last prophet. Uh, well, in the matter of speaking, the last prophet you see in the uh, Old Testament. A lot of times people say that he was the last prophet before Jesus came. Well, not exactly. John the Baptist was the last prophet before Jesus came. And John the Baptist was actually an Old Testament prophet. He was under uh, that time, okay, under that covenant. But what we're seeing is he said, I'm going to send my messenger. And John the Baptist was that messenger in one sense. <laughs> Jesus actually dealt with that because his disciples said, hey, uh, was John the Baptist Elijah? Which is a curious question if you don't understand what was prophesied in the Old Testament. If you do understand that, it makes total sense. And Jesus looked at him and said, he, he was Elijah. He is Elijah if you believe. In other words, if you believe that I'm Messiah, then John the Baptist is functioning within the role of Elijah for you. But there is also come, going to come a time when Jesus returns again when a messenger will come, okay? When Elijah will come, perhaps even Elijah himself. And so this uh, prophecy right here has a, uh, a near fulfillment, in a manner of speaking, and a further down the road fulfillment. But anyway, here's what the Lord says. Let me read it again. Behold, I'm going to send my messenger. And he will clear the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple. And the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight, behold, he is coming. Verse 2. But who can endure the day of his coming? And who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. Verse 3. He will sit as a smelter and purifier of silver. And he will purify the sons of Levi and refine them like gold and silver so that they may present to the Lord offerings in righteousness. So when you see these type of things right here of him being a smelter and a purifier and a refiner's fire and a fuller soap, that is more indicative of what we see when the Lord returns the next time than when he came the first time. But let's get to what I want to see today. Verse 4. Then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasing to the Lord as in the days of old, 
and as in former years. So this is definitely pointing yet future from even our time. Because the offering of Judah and Jerusalem right now is not pleasing to the Lord. They're not even doing uh, sacrifices in the traditional sacrificial system. Well, why is that? Well, they don't have a temple. Now, you don't have to have a temple to do sacrifices. They can use a mosaic tabernacle, what Moses used, the tent. That's what God really told them to do. God never told them to build a temple. David simply wanted to build one, and God allowed it. But they could do that, but they're not doing that. So why are they not doing it? Well, the temple was destroyed in 70 A.D., and they didn't know what to do because their worship of God was so tied into the physical edifice, the physical structure of that temple that the rabbi in charge <laughs> at that time, they went to him and said, what are we going to do? And he actually made this statement. And this is what they've been doing for a little less than 2,000 years now. He said, our good works will now be our sacrifice to God. Our good works. Well, we know what the scripture has to say about that <laughs> and the value of good works, okay? So that is definitely not what's pleasing to the Lord. Now listen to this. Malachi chapter 3, verse 5. Then I will draw near to you for judgment, and I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers. So what, what God's doing now, he said, here's what's going to happen. I want to come, and I'm going to come in judgment. Yeah, I'm going to come in judgment, and it's going to be swift, and it's going to be nearby. And it's going to be against the sorcerers, against the adulterers, and against those who swear falsely. And against those who oppress the wage earner in his wages, the widow and the orphan. So he's saying, I'm going to come against those that oppress the widow, that oppress the orphan, that oppress the wage earner. And those who turn aside the alien and do not fear me, says the Lord of hosts. So he's saying, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to come in judgment. And he lists these various ones, the sorcerers, the adulterers, the ones who swear falsely, lie, that kind of thing. Those who oppress, those who oppress particularly uh, workers that oppress widows, that oppress orphans, that oppress aliens. He says, and do not fear me. He said, I am coming against those who do not fear me. Verse 6 explains why. For I, the Lord, do not change. The, the theological term for that is he is immutable. He does not change. Therefore, O sons of Jacob, are therefore you, O sons of Jacob, are not consumed. So he's telling them that the, the people of the nations, the ones who have done all these kind of things, he's coming against them. Okay? Now he says he's not going to consume the sons of Jacob. He will judge many of them who do not believe, okay? Who do not fear me, says the Lord of hosts. We must fear the Most High God. If we think that we can live without fear, and then we think we can do so without fearing the Lord, you're only fooling yourself. Because it is impossible to live without fear and do so in the flesh. It is only possible to live without fear in faith. And it's not in faith of the fact that I can control my anxiety, control my emotions. No, it's faith in the Most High God and who He is. As a matter of fact, we just had a, uh, we're studying the book of Romans and um, locally and online. And we just had a lesson on the attributes of God. And when you see all the things that the scripture says about God 
and uh, who he is. You know, you can call it attributes, you can call it his character. All those terms really fall short. But the way that he's revealed himself and the way that he describes himself, when you see that and you realize that this is who our God is and this is who we are, and he literally, as believers, he dwells within us, then why in the world would I choose fear over faith? When you see who God really is, there will be no fear. So do not fear, folks. Rather, fear the Most High God and live by faith in what he's doing. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.